Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Jody Goss, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Jody, thanks for coming on today and spending some time with you with you today. I was really excited about this because I do love to talk about your business. Um, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for the invite. I, I've been excited as well. I know. Well, listen, I, I know a lot about you. I've known you a long time, and uh, there was a lot to say. I've I've seen over the years how many people you've changed their careers and helped them, and it's been wonderful. So those people listening who don't know you, I'm going to tell them a little bit about you. At uh, Jody is, Goss is the owner of the Producers Firm, is an independent agency that recruits, trains financial professionals to run more productive practices. He has trademarked the term financial services entrepreneur because he believes that the successful entrepreneurs bring true value to their clients and to their communities. And as an independent financial planner myself uh, and working with Jody for many years, I have to tell you, Jody puts it all into his people. He helps them. He helps people not only be very good financial and credible people, but he he turns them into good business owners. And this is what the show is all about. And Jody, welcome again. Thank Uh, you, Tom. And Jody, I just want to talk a little bit for the first part of the show, a little bit about you as a business owner, because you've been very successful and you've grown this practice uh, while helping many people. But tell me a little bit how you got started in this industry. Yeah, thanks. Good question. Uh, um, I barely graduated high school. And really, I didn't have any prospects or the ability to go to college. So the most successful person I knew as was a family friend. And he was in this business that I've, I've been so fortunate to get into. Uh, I needed a license. So I, on my way to get my license, I actually wrecked my truck. And it being in my early 20s with modest financial means, aka none, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a vehicle. I, I couldn't afford a vehicle. So what I used to do is I'd get up every morning. I was living with my parents because I, I had to. And I would walk from their house to the downtown where we lived. And I, I walked door to door and knocking on doors, talking to business owners, actually, about their insurances and uh, really started to have some success. One thing led to another, and and uh, here I am today. You uh, you actually wore out shoes to build your career. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. the one of the best things that's ever occurred to me occupationally. 
No, and I, I totally know that we have similar backgrounds. Um, so, so what are the things uh, that you do or have done to really get to the stage of success? Because you are very successful. Yeah, sure. So, you know, thinking about that in advance of our program today, I think obviously hard work. I mean, one thing that I was fortunate to have instilled in me by my dad and my grandfather is to be a hard worker. But I I feel like in addition to that, really staying humble, never think that you know it all, never think that you can't learn and always looking for ways to learn, Uh, learn from others, learn from courses, looking for ways to educate yourself, to improve yourself. And obviously these days there are a number of ways that you can access education. In addition to that, I've always been a big proponent. I know you have, Tom, as well, of process, process, process. Uh, have a process, continually look at that process, refine that process, make it better, uh, make it more your own so you can replicate it as often as possible. And also uh, try to look to work with somebody who's smarter than you, who maybe has more education than you. So for example, I recently started another business and I have a young partner in that business, younger than me, much smarter than me with a background that really enhances my abilities, but he, he has a better abilities as far as this particular business is concerned. You know, uh, a short, a short little story here, how I met jo- Jody was a broker referred me to Jody uh, because I had an issue that they couldn't handle. And uh, Jody's hard work paid off because he would call me right back. He'd do the research And I never saw anybody work so hard for someone who he had never done business with. And so, Jody, what you told me resonated quite clearly with me because that's how we developed the relationship. So what Jody is talking about is very true. He's a hardworking guy and very bright. And he's self-educated in a lot of these areas. Um, So it's an interesting thing to say. And I think that's a that's a big element in running your own business. Sometimes you got to do it all to some degree. Um, Jody, so what worries you about your business the most, if at all? So good question. To be honest with you, I'm an eternal optimist. I have good fortune as far as that goes. So nothing really worries me too much. I'm pretty even kill as far as that goes. But I would have to say earlier this year when COVID hit, I had to quickly figure out how we were going to take everything online. And we've embraced technology to a a degree, but but candidly, not as much as we should have. Uh, And that was very apparent when COVID hit. So there were a few weeks there when we had, I had sleepless nights, but, but I dug in. I educated myself. I found a mentor to help me to start to build my confidence about taking our business online to a greater degree. And now I view it as an excellent challenge, an exciting challenge to transform our business with the technology that we've learned about. Um, I worry less. I'm not saying I don't worry at all, but that's kind of the, the the thing that's occurred recently as far as, and I'm sure a lot of business owners feel uh, are facing similar situations. Yeah. Uh, everybody had to make an adjustment and you've always been, and I, as long as I've known you, 
you've always uh, you don't have an ego where you can't look at something and say, I thought it was good, but it's not working. I'm going to go to the right now. You've been really good calling calling audibles when you had to um, kind of a sixth sense of where to go uh, in you, which is kind of interesting to watch you. And Jody, you know, you've been very good about keeping long term employees. Can you tell us a little bit how you're able to do that? Because employers out there today want to keep people but sometimes it doesn't work out. How are you able to do that? I think really the bottom line there is to treat your employees with respect and dignity. Uh, through the years, I've engaged with various business owners, and I've seen a lot of bosses demean, ridicule, or unduly criticize their employees. In fact, I've seen it happen right in front of me. And honestly, it's very uncomfortable. I feel bad for the employee whenever their boss is yelling at them, demeaning them in front of somebody else. In my opinion, that never works. That never works. People want to be a respected part of the team. So keeping them engaged, keeping them informed, having a transparency of communication and really helping them to feel like they are an important part of your team. And, and you do, and you have very good staff and the women that we work with and and, your, and Matt and everybody else has been great. It's a very nice, you've created a very good culture. Well, thank you. Well, a Trader Joe's is a wonderful culture. Uh, Jody Goss's operation is a wonderful culture. Um, Jody, I know you work hard, but tell me, I know you take time off. So what are you doing to create free time. And I ask that because, you know, I'm a big believer in a lot of time and I spent a lot of time in my book about that. So what do you do to create free time for yourself? Well, I wish I had as much free time as, as you do, Tom. I, I'm not quite to that level yet, but I'm aspiring to it. A few things that just on a you know personal level, we don't have to get away to have time for ourselves. So one thing that I think is really important for me personally is getting up early. Getting up early so you don't have to rush into your day. I have a, a routine. My wife and I have a little routine. We get up early. We exercise. We, um, you know, we're religious folks, so we, we we share some scriptural thoughts together. We uh, plan out our day and kind of ease into it. Now, the other thing is, is when you do plan on going away, which we try to get away once a quarter, Make sure that everyone knows in advance all the people that may need to be in touch with you and uh, do that by sending out an email, uh, letting them know you're going to have limited access. You're not going to be returning phone calls. So you kind of set the expectation. And even in COVID, Eden and I have scheduled staycations where we've, we've stayed home. We've done some virtual events, kind of gotten away uh, mentally, if not physically. And, but in advance of that, making sure everyone knew that we are on a staycation and, and we're not going to be bothered during those times. And and yes, and, and it is, it's almost a procedure, but it works very well for you. And I like the idea that you plot out uh, a certain time to take time off, which I think is you've got to put in a schedule like it's an appointment time. You need right. the downtime. And I, I, do you find that you become very creative when you have downtime? Absolutely. When, yeah. Whenever I come back from being away, I'm much more, um, the juices are, are flowing better. I'm much more energized and, and I feel, like you said, more creative. Absolutely. 
So let's talk a little bit about you uh, and your profession and how you've helped people, because I think this is really important. If you're a financial planner and you're listening to this podcast and you're independent or maybe don't have a place you can call home, pay attention because Jody's got some great ideas and he's he's made average producers become superstars. And uh, he has a lot to say about that. So what is your specialty, Jody? I would say in a nutshell, my specialty is helping individuals in our business transform their thinking, thinking themselves less as a salesperson and more as a successful entrepreneur. Uh, How to build a successful business always transcends your ability to sell. And that's that mindset, because a lot of people come to you and and they're independent people and they call themselves planners, but they're not and they don't treat themselves like a business person. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a distinct difference. And and, uh, it's very expansive when you take a look at being a business owner and doing the things a business owner does for themselves and their clients and their employees versus being an independent contractor. Um, there's a big, big, vast difference. And what, uh, when when would you say that a person is the most entrepreneurial? You know, and reflecting on my career and, and for me personally and, and seeing it with other folks, I would say a person is most entrepreneurial when they start their business. Uh, they haven't settled into any bad habits yet. They don't have any ingrained ideas. They're willing to take risks and chances And then, unfortunately, sometimes a person gets stale. They get stuck in their ways. But in COVID, as I mentioned before, people are requiring, are required. They need to reinvent themselves. And so uh, what we're finding is uh, individuals in our business anyway realize they can't carry out business in the normal way. Uh, And so they need to commit to making changes. They need to commit to winning. These changes generally make them more entrepreneurial if they're going to win, because there's two. I'm fine. I know probably, Tom, you're seeing it, too. There's two types of individuals or business owners that we're seeing. One is burying their head in the sand and they're paralyzed. The other is seeing this as an opportunity to come out a much better, more efficient business, uh, really honing in their entrepreneurial skills right now. And, and that's true. I, I, my CPA called me the other day and he, he says, I have to learn Zoom. I said, you, you have to learn Zoom. I said, you should have <laughs> learned it nine months ago. Right. But the point was he, he could never change from the one-on-one in his office to feeling that most people would rather do a Zoom and save time and gas and be out and all that stuff. So you had to make the change, but you got to also have a mindset. And I think one thing I've noticed with you, Jody, is that you get people to think differently very quickly when they observe how you're running your business and they do start to think. And, you know, habits become uh, uh, consistent when by observation, by seeing people doing certain things. And if you hang around with Jody long enough, you'll start doing the things that he does. And all of a sudden you're, you're an entrepreneur. And I see that he has that, um, he, he can change your whole idea about being in business. Uh, Jody, what is your process in working with business owners? So 
it's it's a series of events. Uh, one is is to help them understand and isolate where in their business there are pitfalls. We have actually a questionnaire, um, uh, multiple questionnaire that. Uh, breaks it down into four different modules. And within those modules, you identify your strengths and your weaknesses. In fact, you can find that module on our website. But once we've identified strengths and weaknesses, we obviously enhance strengths and build on weaknesses. And once we've identified those uh, those weaknesses and, and ways to enhance and build them, then you, you map out a plan to address quarter by quarter, because it can be overwhelming if you haven't, uh, if this is a new mindset for you, it can feel overwhelming. So we like to put that into little chunks of time over a quarter, instead of looking at a whole list to change, take it step by step. Uh, like the saying is, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. But it's amazing. Uh, little changes today have exponential changes down the road. Yeah, 1% change makes a big difference, trust me. And uh, in my practice, my uh, one-page blueprint solution practice, I do the exact thing in 15 sections. And I just tell business owners, give me two hours a month and you can work on your business and the rest of the time you can work in your business. And they like that because I if you that. have a process, you can over time get a lot of these things done. So that's, uh, I, I hear what you're saying there. And that's really the best way of doing it because a lot of business owners put off things thinking it's going to take them this gigantic amount of time because brevity is very important to them. Absolutely. What is the most important issue? Well, I think at the end of the day, the bottom line for any business is distribution. A business, it doesn't matter what business you're in, our business or selling a widget, no business survives unless distribution of goods and services happen. And so, in my opinion, the ability to successfully promote your business, create demand for what you offer and acquire customers is at the heart of any successful business. Whether that's foot traffic, if you have a front, you know, a storefront, if it's likes, if it's followers, and I think of a variety of examples, one which is totally kind of maybe off the rail here, and, I, and forgive me here, uh, Tom, if I'm going off the rail, but I think of Picasso and Jimmy Buffett. You know, Picasso, obviously a renowned artist. Was he one of the best artists? I mean, I guess it depends on your taste, but what he was was an incredible promoter of himself. I mean, he would he would produce hundreds of works and obviously he was very successful as a result. Jimmy Buffett, same. If you were to listen to Jimmy Buffett's music, I would submit to you that it may be questionable that he's a great, great musician, but what he is is an incredible promoter. And as a result has unbelievable, he, he's one of the most well-paid entertainers in, in the world right now. So you don't have to be the best at what you do, but if you have an excellent process that promotes your business and promotes yourself, uh, then in my opinion, you will succeed as a business. Uh, you know, I have a friend, Bill Doerr, who's been on one of the podcasts, I, I think the third or fourth episode, and Bill's a coach 
and he helps people create relationships and introductions because he's got a saying. He says, you could be the best of what you do, have the best product, but if your waiting room is not filled with people wanting to discuss this with you, then it doesn't matter. And he's absolutely right. And that's what you just said. Promoting what you do, your services and who you are is key, I do believe. And I agree with you. And how do you think this is done, Jody? I've always had a saying, I learned it from one of my mentors, actually, perception is reality. So what is the perception that you're presenting? And and it starts, as we all know, the first six six seconds, (laughs) that was a tongue twister, (laughs) of engagement. So do you have a process? Do you have an elevator speech, as an example, that systematically causes individuals to trust you and want to do business with you? Is your process documented? I know you're a huge proponent of that, Tom. Yes. And how often do you review and update that process? Um, in my opinion, and especially now I'm seeing it in a virtual world, if it doesn't look like you have a process that you've done over and over again that creates confidence, confidence creates trust, trust causes someone to want to work with you in your business. If you don't have that, then you're really handicapping yourself. Yeah, it, it all comes down to having uh, someone ask me, uh, what, what, I don't believe in luck. Uh, I believe in being ready because when the opportunity crosses my path, I'll win nine out of 10 times if I'm ready. And, and, and being ready to play the game is the big thing. And that takes work. Right. It takes a lot of planning. Um, so what is the value of your services to the business owner? And let me uh, throw this out also, Jody, because I know you do work with all types of businesses, business owners and individuals. But I think also what I'd like you to, the way to answer that is also including that is um, what's the value of service that you give to, let's say there's a financial planner out there that needs a home and a culture. Make sense? Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thanks, yes. thanks for that, that opportunity. So I would say that our value to our clientele is to help them create and monitor a successful process that they can adopt, that they can feel comfortable and confident in, that causes them to have an ongoing flow of customers that become clients. Now, admittedly, in the era of COVID, this is more of a challenge. Obviously, we're seeing folks mostly virtually these days. And so causing them to trust us, we, we have to work harder. But I don't really see the format that we're adopting now, Zoom or other types of media, really changing after COVID. I think this is the wave of the future. And so the better that we can become at this, the better we can create positive perceptions virtually, the better we're going to be able to win, not only through COVID, but into the future. So having a process that enables you to have a flow of customers and therefore clients is really the value that we bring to the the business owners we work with. Can I bring up an example that I think is uh, kind of useful for business owners and financial planners? Absolutely. Uh, I've been using, as you know, Jody, visual uh, these videos and 
visuals for many, many years. My reviews consist today of sending to our clients and prospects and referrals short videos of what we do and how we do it so they can get look at it two or three times and get a better understanding. So the time we spent live on a, on a Zoom is really about asking questions to me or vice versa because they know that what to expect instead of starting from scratch. I've always saw that as an opportunity of being the McDonald's, having the same story and process mm -hmm. recorded. And, you know, this COVID has been the best thing for my clients because some that used to fight me about Zooms and stuff, now they, they don't want to even see me anymore. They want to be on a <laughs> Zoom. It's great. Um, so, and that's what you're talking about, Jody. What you're doing is you're taking these particular modern day technologies and helping the independent financial planner get more in step with what's really happening. Right. That makes sense? Absolutely. So what's the result for them, Jody? So the result for them, really, in my, my estimation, is waking up on January 1st or Monday morning and knowing what you're going to be doing for that week or that year. Uh, not wondering, am I going to see people today? Is my business going to succeed this year? That helps to reduce pressure to close the next customer because you have another one waiting in the wing. As you brought out with Bill Dore, there's somebody in your waiting room. And I don't want to seem altruistic about this, but in, in my opinion, in doing this for a number of years now, running a better business results in better outcomes for clients that do business with you because there's less pressure for that, that business owner in our business anyway, to quote unquote, close the deal. They have relief of not having that pressure and they have a process that engages their client, educates the client, causes their client to make more informed and confident decisions. And really as a result, uh, they run a better business, they run better services for their customers, and they're a real asset in their communities. You know, um, there used to be a, 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 the one thing about being in this type of business is you wake up on January 1 and it's no matter how good your year was, it starts all over right. and the insecurities fall into play. However, what you've been able to do tremendously and successfully with a lot of your people is to get them into a process so that they have a process that is so confident in how it's going to, you could almost predict the numbers. It's like if you go to McDonald's in North Haven and the one in Brantford, those fries are going to taste exactly the same. Right. So it's consistency and it's just getting people, which you do really well to get into that mindset. If I have a good process, then I shouldn't fear starting all over again because it's just a continuation, right? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what's your ideal business life? Can you talk about that? Well, obviously that changes through the years, but as I'm getting a little older here, I think my ideal business life really is building a business that can transcend my life and my personal need for involvement. I'm fortunate to have a couple of junior partners that work with me that are much more talented, frankly, than I am. 
And together we're building a business that's durable and sustainable. And ideally, uh, your business, Tom, or any business owner that's listening here, can grow beyond your own dreams and expectations and grow into the dreams and expectations of those that uh, succeed us well into the future. And, and honestly, I, I didn't necessarily have that vision until I got a little older. You know, I didn't think of my business transcending my own life. And ideally, I build a business that perpetuates for who knows how long, many, many, many years into the future. And uh, one that's on the other side of that story, I can tell you, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I always, my ideal life is living the dream. And I'm so thankful that over the years, I somehow or another figured it out with the help of people like Jody and other people, but you're absolutely right. And I've seen, if I had to take a look at the people that have been very successful in our type, type of work, they're people that have built and put effort into processes, doing it the right way, just like you're doing it. They created a culture and they stayed with it. They didn't go on to the next hot thing. And, you know, they stayed consistent with what they wanted in the zero game. You know, what right. do I want at the end of this? Uh, so I, and I've seen so many people become tremendously successful under you, Jody. And anybody who's, who's in this business out there kind of feeling they're alone uh, they should really give you a call and talk to you about what you're doing and how you help. I really mean that. Um, Jody, are there some points you would like to cover? Yeah, I, think nailed, I think we nailed it. The only maybe one last thing, just in conjunction with what you said, it, it, it rang in my head here. Uh, there is no silver bullet. Obviously, if there was, then uh, we'd, we'd all probably be out of a job, but uh, you you have to build something that works for you. And that takes time. It, it takes failure. Don't be afraid to fail. But when you fail, the, the saying is fail forward. Learn from your failures. Refine your process. Make yourself better. And eventually you'll have something that works extremely well for you. It may not be a total silver bullet, but it'll be darn close. And Jody, I know you've talked about the ebook, The Financial Service Entrepreneur. Can you tell our audience how they can get that? Absolutely. So if you go to our website, theproducersfirm.com, that's theproducersfirm.com. If you go to the tools and resource tab, if you go to the business building section, you'll see our ebook, The Financial Services Entrepreneur. It's 29. Uh, key components that we've identified through decades of working with successful advisors as to how to build a successful financial services business. And I'll put those in the show notes and the contact information, Jody, for you. So if there's anybody listening that wants to contact Jody's office to discuss this, um, in summary, uh, Jody, uh, you, you've been a, uh, a beacon of light for a lot of people that are out there kind of wondering how to get this done the right way. So thank you for that. You have a great organization. Um, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on because, you know, the show is really about people like you sharing strategies that have made you successful with other people that are looking for some ideas to keep on going in their business 
And I, I will add a little plug for the book, the new book that I published, which is Unlocking Your Business DNA, covers a lot of these same suggestions that Jody is talking about. So they're not new. We just steal them and talk about them, you know, and make them better. And you can get that book on Amazon in paperback or in Kindle. And any profits go to Wounded Warriors. And uh, also, uh, if you would do us a favor, if you like the show, hit a like or subscribe. It really helps us getting into the rankings. And Jody, I want to thank you very much for a lot of things, uh, uh, help over the years. But thanks very much for coming on and spending time with us. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for the invite. This has been a real honor. Well, good and, and happy holidays. And uh, tell Eden we said hello. We will. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Jody. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necggincinc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necggincinc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.